What's up, everyone? This is your girl, Sonja, your newest favorite host from Dance, Biz, and Cafecito, the new podcast about Miami's dance movement. All right, you're about to listen to episode number two, featuring the incredible Camille Walker. Camille is a dancer and an assistant to one of Miami's hottest creative directors and studio owners. Her name is Susie Garcia. I really wanted to have a conversation with Camille because a lot of people don't know her. I think she's somebody to really keep an eye on in the dance industry over here in Miami. Camille manages a bunch of things at the same time. So during this episode, we talked about how to prioritize and how to stay focused on the bigger picture and the goal. I hope you get a lot of valuable information from this. So stay tuned and listen up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of Dance, Biz, and Cafecito. I'm really excited today because we are here with the amazing Camille Walker. Cue the applause. I'm really only here for the cafecito. <laughs> That's the only By reason. By the way, uh, real quick before we start, I need a... a I have a big... A like, quick I have, sip of, of this tiny cup of cafecito. I have long fingers, so for Freshly me to like... Freshly brewed. We're sipping. We're sipping... Wow, guys, if you haven't had Sonja's cafecito, <laughs> just come on the show. Just come. Just come. <laughs> Thank you, Camille. Freshly brewed with stevia. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Camille, uh, I wanted to have you here today as my second guest. One, because obviously we're working on our side project, and I feel like a lot of the conversations that we've had through there mm -hmm. are things that I personally feel could help a lot of people, not just like you and your goals and the things that you're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. as a dancer uh, and beyond dancing. Um, so that's really one of the main reasons I want to have you here because I just want to have try to have the same <laughs> conversation we already had, but official on the podcast. <laughs> She's trying to call me out. I'm very awkward, but no, I'm really excited to be here and to talk about that and I feel like I have so many conversations with so many people like talking about our visions and our goals and and our journeys that I'm excited to be here and to make it official and talk to people who maybe I don't know or, or maybe reach out to someone who doesn't know me like we in a different profession just someone out there just to hear their story hear my story hear your story just hear everything about our interpretations of yeah. our visions and our goals. So maybe start by telling us a little <laughs> bit about you. Like, who are you to people that don't know at all? Well, on March 6, 1997, I was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm born and raised from here in Miami. Um, wow. I've been, I'm a dancer. I'd like to say now I'm an artist because now I'm stepping more into other things <laughs> i'm a dancer at heart dance is my number one passion i've been dancing since i was three years old yeah three years old i used to hate it like i used to literally hate it i was like a chubby girl and i just didn't want to dance i wanted to eat that's crazy that you say that because <laughs> in my last episode with bianca i started talking about how i started dancing in puerto rico and that's 
crazy because my experience with dance starts in ballet in yeah. Puerto Rico at like nine or ten years old. And I literally told my mom I wanted to quit because one, I felt like I was the chubbiest girl. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like my first diet was at that age because my That's mom right. wanted to see if if I lost weight, would I feel better in ballet and like yeah. more, more fitting in? And really, that wasn't the problem. The problem was like inside of me, I felt like that was in my calling yeah, just wasn't at that young yeah. age but i could relate to to your your yeah. background and your story it's crazy too yeah because i used to not want to dance because of my weight i would always be like mom like the little girls they're so skinny like their thighs don't rub together and mind you in <laughs> ballet and i'm like i <gasps> promise you i always used to like stand there in ballet and i'm like observing like, and like I, pulling your tights create the space between yeah. the thighs so it's crazy and i always grew up like struggling with that and just thinking like i can't do it like I'm big, I'm too big boned, I'm too this, I'm too that, like I can't do it, but it took me like a lot to overcome a lot of battles and a lot of different things um, to realize like, if I love it, what else matters? Like who else matters? Nothing else matters except for my love for this art, this passion. Um, So yeah, I have been dancing. I danced in like a competition studio till I was 18 years old. Didn't like competition dancing, but I realized I love performing and like I was like 15 when I realized like dance is my thing like I'm gonna keep going with this so I continued on I went to uh dance school here in Miami for a little bit but it wasn't for me and so I transitioned over to FIU I wanted like a to formal dance school yes okay I went there for like a semester I just realized it wasn't for me mm-hmm. in that environment I had a lot like home life a lot of pressures going on in home life, a lot of problems going on in home life. And I just didn't feel like myself. I'm like, I love dance so much, but like what, what's happening? Like, I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. I'm regretting. I had to wake up like so early, but I didn't enjoy the environment I was in. So I, um, transferred over to FIU to start dance. I'm sorry, not start dancing there to start going to school there. And then I joined Showstopper studio in, Miami, here in Miami, um, and that opened doors that I need, didn't even like realize. Like, so could tell us about me. that experience. Like, when you join, like, what does that mean to join, like, Showstopper Studio? Like, you just started taking classes there. What What was that experience? So I actually, it's funny because Susie Garcia, we always joke about like how I started. I auditioned <laughs> twice Damn for Showstopper. <laughs> I'm joking. I auditioned. You gotta do what it takes. The first time I auditioned, I was so, I, first off, I used to go to their showcases because I knew someone there. Oh my God, I I love this story. (laughs) I always used to go to their showcases with my mom and I'm like, mom, I'm going. That's it. Like, sign me up. We're doing it. Da da da. I went for like three or four years before I actually first like to watch the show to watch the show and it was like hype yourself up yeah I was like (laughs) I'm ready like they're they're, the showcase would go on forever and when it was over I'm like but wait why is it over what where's the next number where's the like I'm looking in the book it'd be like 40 dances or so and I'm like where's the next number (laughs) exactly so I auditioned and um I made it into the company um and I really wanted to make it work you know like I was just starting I was a freshman in college and I wanted to make it work. I had to pay for it on my own and I was just teaching dance. So as a dance teacher where I was teaching, like I wasn't making the money I wish I could to like do a lot more things that I wanted to. I wanted to move out. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, I want to be independent. I want to have my own car, all this stuff. 
but like it just wasn't in the budget for me i told my mom i was like mom i made it into the company like that's it like so i'm it. like that's it i'm ready but um i was trying to make it work i sat down i tried to like budget out like could i really make this happen but i unfortunately couldn't make the funds happen and it took like everything in me to say like i'm so sorry i can't do this you know yeah. i let them know like i I'm trying. I so wish I could do this, but I can't afford it right now. And it broke my heart because I, after that, I didn't dance for like a year and a half. Wow. Not many people know that, but I didn't dance for a year and a half. And for that year and a half, I was in like a very deep depression, not only because of that, but just because I had a lot going on at home. And dance has always been my escape to like just get away from everything. And I had like a studio that I taught at, like I'd go in there and find a room and just dance, just even if it was for an hour, just to like move my body and to express and to feel. But it just didn't feel right. I was in such a very dark place. I wouldn't go out. I didn't have friends, like friends from high school or anything. I didn't talk to my best friends. I just was in a dark hole. Do you feel so. like you weren't talking to your friends because you weren't ready to share like what you were going through or was it like were there, were there other reasons related to that? I I'm a person who likes to fix things on my own. I'm very yeah, independent. I can relate, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very independent. I feel like I get that from my sister because my sister always used to tell me like, why can't you figure out how to use iTunes? Like I learned how to be do it. Be self-resourceful. No, it's for real. She'd be like, I figured out how to do it. I'm like, I wasn't born before you. I'm, I wasn't around when you were learning this stuff. I'm so sorry. Talk to mom about that, that you didn't have an older brother or sister. But I, I've always been very independent. So I don't like to share like when I'm struggling I like to figure out how can I make this work for myself. I used to be, now I'm a lot better. I'm more vulnerable and open to like saying, okay, I, I do need help. Like it's okay to say you need help. But before, like I used to be like, I don't want to tell anyone I need help. I'm going to put a smile on my face. I'm going to just go out be like, haha, yeah, like it's fine. Have this whole mask on. Um, Cause I, I just didn't want to let people know like what I was really feeling on the inside. But I learned that like, that's what tore me down so, so much. Um, I feel you bet definitely been there. The last episode where we <laughs> talked with, with Bianca, both Bianca and I opened up about our experiences with that specific issue. So I definitely understand yeah. where you're coming from. I it's it's and being it takes alone a lot and... of like internal like looking inside exactly. and realizing like what's making you feel like you need to do this alone. Exactly. And kind of like allowing yourself to like you said right now, like it's open okay up. to open up yeah. and, and not only to ask for help, but just opening up period and like letting other people know that it's okay so, yeah. because you never know who is able to, you feel like you can relate more to, yeah, to relate it's, to you, help you, all those things. It's so true. Yeah. And even my family, like going to my family, it was hard because, you know, a lot of the issues relied within my family. You know, my parents were separated and that was really tough on me because I, live here with them and my sister lives in new york so i didn't always have my sister to like say hey like this is what's happening my mom never really wanted us to tell her like what was happening because she didn't want her to worry mm -hmm. so that's where i was like okay then i i who can i talk to like i don't know you know my mom going through stuff my dad going through stuff like everyone was going through something so i felt like i just had to like keep it together and like be the strong person yeah, yeah figure out like that's a lot of my battles that I've been through with that has made me like very strong till this day. Like a lot of my defeats, what mm -hmm. I felt like were defeats have now made me 
a stronger person. They were wins in the end. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, bring it on. Let's go. Yes. But um, yeah, that year and a half was, looking back on it, it's crazy. And I used to tell my mom it's crazy because I'm graduating in a few weeks. And I told my mom when I was a freshman, I'm like, mom, I don't want to look back on my college years or my young years and say, I regret so many things. I, I'm terrified. Like that's one of my biggest fears to look back and say, I regret not doing this. I regret not living life. I regret not going out and, and taking that risk or doing something, jumping into something. Like I told her till this day, I was like, I, I don't want to. And now how like, old are you? 22 it's so crazy to me to hear like somebody of your age be able to have like the self-awareness and and the confidence to open up not just to yourself but like to your family and like all the people that you yeah. felt kind of help cause what you've been through yeah to later on later on but so young yeah still like <laughs> open up and be like i don't want this to be my story yeah let's do the work that we need to do to make sure that doesn't happen because so many people go through that not only at a young age but there's people that don't have that aha moment that exactly. you just described until like in their 40s 50s 60s 60s you know yeah. like it takes a lot of courage to be able to open up yeah. about the fact that there's something you're not happy about but instead of like lingering in the darkness of it like let's come out of it let's fix it let's turn this into something positive so i could be able to have like yeah. a much like happier future exactly yeah and finding who you are too like these yeah. are the years where i'm yes i'm still young but i feel like i've been through so much i'm not the only one out there i'm not gonna be like i'm the only one out there who's been through this. no <laughs> everyone goes through exactly stuff. everyone Let's has their timing of there. going through stuff um but a lot of the things in that moment, I'm like, why me? Why me? I'd bawl and cry like every day just saying, why me? Something would happen. Why me? I wasn't accepted in a lot of ways. Like I was in love with someone. I was with someone who like I legit saw my future with. And the biggest complication was like the difference in me not being accepted for who I am by, you know, that person's family, you know, mm -hmm. the, it's the things that tore me down. My hair was falling out, like my skin wow. breaking out. It was so many things, different aspects. I'm like trying to like reach and grab onto something like I'm drowning and I'd feel like, what can I try? Like, what, what can I try to keep me like afloat? And I, I just couldn't see like the air, like I couldn't see the air. I couldn't feel, <laughs> I couldn't feel the air coming up. And it was terrifying me. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know what my future is looking like right now if I don't do something. So I... So you had that talk with your mom. Yeah. And what happened? Years and years. Um, my mom honestly has always been my, like, <laughs> biggest backbone for me. Like, no doubt. She has gone through so much and, like, we're each other's backbones. Like, I'm always like, pick it up. Come on. You got to keep going. And she's telling me the same thing. So talking to her, she's like, you can't give up. You can't give up. You have to keep going. You have to keep going because you are such a strong person and this is only going to continue to make you stronger. You're going to be tested in so many ways. She's very religious. Mm -hmm. So she would say like, the devil's going to try and keep pulling you down. He's going to try and keep pulling you down, but you have to have faith and keep going within yourself. So always just her words. And like, she's like, if you need me, like I just cry to her, like have her hold me and I'd cry. And I'd tell her, like, I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Every day, I'd never give up in trying something, looking on the internet, finding, like, can I dance again? Can I find a job? Can I do this? Can I go to school out of state? Can I go somewhere? And seeing what could give. And honestly, like, 
showstoppers is what gave for me again i auditioned again and i made it and i said oh no after the year after the year i missed something i'm so sorry Uh, (laughs) i'm like this big thing i missed it so i um i would get grant money from the school from fiu when i had joined i was already in fiu now and uh my mom gave me like an ultimatum she said you have this money you can either a the environment I was living in wasn't the greatest at the time. I had a lot of like side issues going on. Um, and my mom gave me the ultimatum. She said, you can use this money to either move on campus or you can use it to dance again. Because I had auditioned for Showstoppers and then I was like, I have to figure out something. I'm going to do it, but I have to figure out how I'm going to make this happen. So I, I was fortunate enough. This was honestly like a drop from like the sky. Like what just <laughs> happened? But she gave me the ultimatum. She said, you can either move in on campus, use that to move in on campus and stay there until you graduate, or you can use it to dance again. Like, what are you going to do? And no doubt in my head, I said, I'm going to dance again. I said, after everything you just been through, you <laughs> I said, like, I was like, you better tell I'm me. like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to dance again. Cause at the end of the day, yeah, I move out and all this stuff, but like, I'm still not going to be doing what has made me feel good. What has made me feel mad, sad, happy like angry all those things that's what I, I want to feel again I was numb like numb I just wanted to feel again so I said I was gonna dance I was gonna dance and going into that was the best feeling in the world because I didn't go to showstoppers for a while I took a class and then I didn't go for that whole year and a half and I was nervous I'm like oh my god like uh, I'm going back I'm terrified like these people are so good like what am I gonna do I went back and like, I'll never forget, Susie was like, at the end of class, you, I remember you. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay. I, I felt like whoosh, like water was thrown on me, like a nice, refreshing feeling of like this, just being here feels good. Just like touching a dance floor and moving on a dance floor felt so amazing to me to do. And I was like, I'm not giving up. This is it. This is, this is my, my air that's pulling me up. I'm not giving up because I know this is going to take me somewhere. Me dancing and doing what I love and doing all of this, it's going to take me somewhere. Because my purpose always, 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 from when I realized I want to dance, has just been to make people feel something. From day one has been to make people feel something. A side story, 15 years old, I choreographed my first ever piece with my four best friends. Never forget. <laughs> Listen by Beyonce, acapella. Check it out. If you Check it out. It. Is it on YouTube? It's amazing. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Check like, it out. It? <laughs> Fire. Uh, there was a local convention and you could do a choreographer's competition. So I said, I'm going to enter it. I'm going to do it. Practice for months on months on months on months. Cost, I designed the costumes, the lighting. Yes, I was, it was I was, a concert. <laughs> I was allowed to design the lighting. I would sit there and I'm like, I want the blue light. I want it to rise up. You know, <laughs> it was such like an exciting feeling for me. It was amazing to do all of that. And with my best friends too, like from when yeah. we were three years old to do all of that. The day came, we performed like the whole, my whole studio was there cheering us on. And we were against like three or four other people. And it like the crowd was like, in love loving it and that's what like i got the chills at the end everyone just clapping and feeling amazing i was like i don't even care if we win or not like that i want to do that again i just want to do that (laughs) again let me do it again let me do it again so in the end what had ended up happening was someone who worked within the competition like their son had won the competition Mm -hmm. so it did feel like a little defeat on me 
because it was my first time ever doing something like that. But walking out of the auditorium, I'll never forget, this lady came up to me and she was like, I need to tell you that your piece made me feel so many different ways. Aww. It made me feel so good. So dope. And that's what I like instilled in my head. That's when I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, forget everything. The winning, the not winning, all that. Like, that's what that's what I, I needed. I needed that to be like, all right, let's go. And then I got to continue on throughout the season performing that piece at different competitions and taking it different places. Because I just wanted to keep performing it, performing it, performing it again and again and again. Damn, that's awesome. I think it's dope something you mentioned uh, earlier about your purpose. Um, that at such a young age, or like even before you started, mm -hmm. you always knew, like, I just want to make people feel something and i think it's so awesome that you just knew that and knowing that helped you guide yourself through the decisions you needed to make yeah. and would like push yourself through like i'm going to be able to do this yeah. and this is why i think that's really dope um take us through what well, okay so you got reaccepted into showstopper got accepted after trying this whole experience <laughs> <laughs> that's so dope that you just shared and then what happened from there because now i don't know if you guys have seen camille dance but when you see her dance you could definitely feel stuff like <laughs> she's one of those and that's one of the reasons why like For, for for this podcast, like the the people that I want to bring on and and the ones that I've already like scheduled recording with yeah. recordings with, it's not only because they're dancers, but it's because they do so much beyond dance or they want so much for themselves beyond dance. Yeah. And I feel that's very important with how the world works today. Yeah. Like surviving on dance is not gonna get you as far as you may think yeah but being realistic with About yourself your and yeah, yeah and like acknowledging sure. like why do i want to dance mm -hmm. and what are other ways that i can accomplish that and use dance to get me there yeah that's a much smarter uh path to getting to your goals yeah um so like when camille dances she really makes you feel something and you can like i could just tell from whenever i see her dance that there's something there there's a story like and that's really why i wanted to get you on <laughs> i had some really good food this morning so i'm ready to pull it out and dance <laughs> on the dance floor. yeah um so i think it's really funny that like That's why I wanted to bring you on. And then you come here and say, like, my purpose is to make people feel yeah. something. Because that's what I, I use my experiences a lot of times and put it into my movement. You know, like if I, I don't know, say if I just had a bad day at school, like I got a bad test exam grade. I use that instead of just like, ah, like screaming and all that. I use that and I put it in like I go into class and I just put that into there. I take my I want to take my life experiences and bring it into something that I love to do to express. You know how like an artist uses colors. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll use colors on a canvas and they're like, "I'm feeling very bright today. It's a very bright mood use um bright mood I want to paint with." So they use those bright colors. You know, that's me. If I'm feeling bright, shining bright, I want to bring that out there. You know, I that mask I always used to wear, I don't want to wear it anymore. You ain't doing that no more. I don't want to wear it. Yeah, I don't want to wear it anymore. I, I want to say that it's okay to just feel you're human. You know, I always used to be a robot, like a legit robot, just going, 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 going. I used to work like 
on the side in the beginning of Showstoppers to make ends meet. Also, I used to work like three at three three different dance studios, and I also used to choreograph for like quinces, bat mitzvahs, weddings, different events like that to keep that going on the side. Also, that was also my way of like still experimenting outside of me dancing, choreographing. What else I can create in that um, point of view, and then also with like the the designing of the outfits. You know, I'm given. With those events, I'm given like a theme. The birthday party's this theme, rainbow color. So I want you to produce this. There's a three layer, this, this, and this. You know, being creative in that way. So it's funny how you say like being creative more like beyond dance, taking those different outlets and still being able to relate it back to dance. You mentioned something that stood out to me right now where you started talking about all the work that you we're putting in behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about that because I feel it's going to add a lot of value to the listeners. Um, when, okay, so you made it, we're, I'm going back to the story, okay. right? Like you made it to Showstopper now. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell us about the work, right? Like, because I see you working all the That's time. That's honestly like. like <laughs> I see myself in you a lot when we talk. Obviously you do your own thing. I do my own thing. Yeah. But when it comes to the amount of work we're putting in, I feel like we connect a lot with that. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know because a lot of people think like, I'm just going to go to my two, three dance classes a week and, yeah. and I, I, like, I'm going to make it. Eventually they're going to notice me. And it's like, no, no. the greatest dancers are, <laughs> or like not even the greatest because I don't want to sit here and go like, I am the greatest dancer. Come <laughs> is the greatest dancer and that's why we're here no we're not here because like i honestly don't believe i'm the greatest dancer but i do believe i have a lot more accomplishments than a lot of people yeah when it comes to life right and um i think you do too even though neither of us have reached per se like this is our our goals yeah we're not there yet we've reached certain goals but we definitely have a lot more coming and we're aware of that um which drives us for sure i think the work is something that a lot of people don't talk about whether it's because they're afraid to admit they're not working hard enough or they're just too exhausted to talk about like this is everything i went through today i want to talk about that i it's so crazy because i the amount of times like i get asked like a question of like what like are you human like Like, what do you do do? yeah do you sleep (laughs) do you this do you that i'm like no i don't sleep at all um no but going back to how i said like being a robot it's i used to be a robot to be like i need to do this i need to do that but it's understanding like again what you want to do like what your goal is and then now taking the baby steps of how am i gonna get there i'm gonna say it it takes a lot of work like especially being a dancer for me to get like my first performance my first performance was somos una voz okay (laughs) Just to get there, it took me a whole, like, year to bust my butt. What does it mean to bust your butt? Like, tell it's, exactly, like, what, what did the weekly... So you want me to get deep now? Yeah. Okay. What did the weekly <laughs> regimen look it's, like? So it's... Okay. Setting yourself... It's, say it's a Monday. You got to set yourself up that Monday. What you're going to... Set your vibe, set your tone for the week. Am I going to get stuff done for the week? Or am I going to just lollygag and take it day by day and be like okay i'm gonna do this no it's working hard it's making sure okay i have work okay let me schedule around what what days do i work this week what days do i teach this week okay from there what classes can i take if i'm not teaching what classes can i jump into can i take if i could take two classes on monday and then take one on tuesday and then take three on wednesday it's setting aside 
what can you do organizing yourself i love to organize stuff like that's like one of my it's like a <laughs> makes me so happy to do that but to organize and break down what can i do what can i do okay i need to take monday there's contemporary okay and then there's heels awesome i get my technique in for the day and then i get like my stylistic commercial dancing in for the day next day ballet i gotta get into a ballet class for me, it was a requirement for us to, well, it still is a requirement for us, but I haven't been in a ballet class. But I'm going to get there. I'm going to get back in there. Don't, don't get me wrong. I've taken ballet for like 15 plus years. Okay. So don't get me wrong. I just, I really got to get back in there. But it's like seriously getting, it's not only taking those classes of like the commercial style or the classes of where, oh, yes, it's take the classes of like teachers who are booking but don't do it for the wrong reasons. Don't get in there and say, oh, okay, I got to get, I, I got to go take Susie Garcia's jazz one class. Like she's, she's booking next week for premise. No, it's that's not how it works. <laughs> it's, it's so, I promise everyone you. everyone that thinks that that's how it works. It's a, not. In a little way. Yes. But, but it takes a lot of dedication and consistency. Exactly. And that's like, what I was going to say like too. Like you cannot, and not even like, listen, like I'm not just talking about Susie. Uh, I'm going to be yeah. featuring a lot of choreographers that book in the podcast and they'll mm. tell you themselves. But from my experience, being a 31 year old dancer dancing for 16 years now in the industry, it takes a lot more than showing up to one class. When exactly. When you think a job is coming up. You Unless be, you're freaking like a beast. Yeah. Like, like you were a, born with your legs behind your head. Like, like you're that. a beast where literally like when that person saw you, it's like whoever that is. I want that. And there, there are people like that. But for the 99.5% of the rest of us that are not beasts <laughs> and need to work our asses off, it takes consistency. Exactly, And that's exactly what I was going to say. Like me, I... Honestly, like a week, I take like four to five dance classes a week more, even if, if I could fit in now that we have Saturday classes, if I could fit that in too, whatever I can fit in, I will do it. You have to switch it up too. You also have to be very versatile, you know, working on that. And it's not saying like you need to be like coming into it versatile already. No, jump into like a class you'd Work never on take before. Your skills, yeah. Exactly. Develop those skills where scare yourself, you know jump into those classes how Bianca was just here I just started taking Bianca's classes like a few weeks ago and like her urban grooves class I was like <laughs> I need Same. this in my life I already said my experience in the last episode <laughs> I'm like I need this in my life because when I found out I had no idea it wasn't even a class of like no combination mm -hmm. you know so I took that and I was like I need to work on that like groovy technique and that so it's being consistent scaring yourself and and just working hard at it you have to have that goal set and say i'm going to work hard i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get there you gotta take care of yourself mentally physically yes they say like you don't sleep you don't sleep you know but i sleep yeah <laughs> i well we could we could i mean if you want we could get into the conversation of sleep, sleep. because i feel like it's important a lot of people okay there are a lot of people mm -hmm. that our team no sleep. Let's go. Like, I'm sure you're one of them. Susie's definitely one of those people. Susie's the creative I got four director hours of sleep of, last night. Yeah, of Showstopper. There are people, and honestly, at a certain point in my life, I was team no sleep. If, if you feel like you can get through your day yeah. in a healthy way mm -hmm. on four hours of sleep, I'm sure that's not the best 
health thing to do in a consistent basis, right? Especially physically, if you're working Exactly. Physically. Like, I'm sure... It, for, okay, so if you feel like you can accomplish and be happy with what you were able to do with a small amount of sleep, then go ahead and do that, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of science behind rest and how rest mm-hmm. does have a lot of health, mental, physical benefits, benefits right? for sure. So for me, like... I did go through that phase. This is mm-hmm. my personal experience. I, I went through that phase when I used to have, like, I used to work, let's say, I used to be a brand ambassador for Red Bull and for Muscle Milk mm-hmm. like, as one of my first jobs ever. And that's, like, events and being outdoors and talking yeah. to people and being, like, it takes a lot of, for somebody like me that's more introverted when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, real life, doing these things that we're doing right now mm-hmm. takes a lot of my energy for sure so then let's say i'm running on four hours of sleep i go and i work a 10 hour shift of being at an event talking to hundreds of people it takes then a lot i of go you. to a rehearsal for two to five hours right after then i get home and it's like i all i want to do is sleep <laughs> and like i've always had this inside me where where it's something that like i just want to sleep and I developed the skill of sleeping anywhere. Like yeah. if I was on a tour bus or on a little van going on a long trip to shows, I would literally fall asleep in the weirdest positions. <laughs> and I don't care because I, I could feel inside me that I needed, needed to sleep yeah. and able to perform and deliver what the, my leaders or whatever are expecting of me. And, yeah. and what I would do is I would push myself and be like, all right, I don't care. I'm running on naps and four hours of sleep for this whole week. But then I would schedule, like you said, I would schedule one day or two days where it's like, all right, you if I have Wednesday and Thursday break. off, all I'm going to do is crawl up in a little ball <laughs> Knock and out. watch Netflix or TV or whatever it was at the time and not talk to anyone because I need to recharge. Exactly. But it was something that I had to feel it like, okay, my body's telling me I need this. Let me give it to it so I can then perform yeah. the rest of the days of the week. And it's, it's funny because like we're not perfect. And honestly in the past, I want to say six, seven months, like I've started to do that now. Like, cause I used to be go, go, go run, run, run sleep schedule. I'm still working on, you know, still <laughs> that's a little bit to adjust, but like it's listening to your body for sure. For and sure. Everyone needs different things. Exactly. You know? I think it's just a matter of what you said before, like knowing yourself yeah. and giving yourself and making the time to give yourself like what you need. Yeah. And everyone's journey is different everyone's journey is different so it's honestly really just setting your mind on like what you envision yourself doing and you can't listen to the advice that's given to you talk to someone about it but don't compare yourself you know don't take you know say my story or take my journey and be like okay like I'm gonna do exactly what she did because it may not work out like that for you you have to take the time to really figure out what am I gonna do what's gonna benefit me you know, what can I see myself doing? You know, I'm going to work hard at it and I'm going to do it. And you you have to be ready to take on a lot. You have to be so ready. It's not going to happen day and night. It's not going to happen day and night. And that's something that a lot of people have talked to me about and, and asked me, you know, like, how do I get booked for premios? Like, you know, and they may have just started coming to take class like a few weeks ago. And I'm like, well, you honestly, you just, you just have to keep training. Just keep training, keep going at it. Try different styles, jump into different things. But at the end of the day, you have to do it for you too, you know? Do it because you really, like, this is really what you want to do. Don't do it because it's the new fad now. It's the new trend to be, like, on TV, to be dancing and doing this, you know, because people don't do it 
a lot of us like we don't do it because it's like oh okay it's gonna be on tv like it's what we want to do and it's what we set our mind to and our goal to to get there and honestly like the universe is crazy things will happen yeah. it's so crazy and at the end of the day like if you are pursuing anything mm-hmm. because of the show or being in front of people yeah. or becoming famous or whatever, for whatever the reason is, if you're not pursuing something because it's for you, whenever you get there, wherever there is for you, like wherever your goal is, you're not going to be happy still. Yeah. And you're going to figure that out. You're going to realize hard way because you're not clear with what, what it is that's making you yeah. happy. Like maybe it's not dance. Maybe it's, creating the lighting for the day exactly something might spark your interest while you're doing exactly so i think it's really important to also like keep an open mind when you are in the journey of like discovering what it is that you love about this whole artistic like world it's just staying open to it's okay for me to find out Mm -hmm. this actually happened to me like now recently in life at 31 is that I realized, no, I didn't realize, I always had something inside me that knew. Mm -hmm. Like, I always knew that dancing is not the end goal, which is how I ended up being able to do so many things, like live in four different cities and pursue dance, like in four different cities, travel all over the world and work with a bunch of different people, not only at dance, but with singing. Like, I was able to do that because I always knew how you said before for you, you always knew your goal and what you really, your purpose is to make people feel something. For me, I never knew what that goal is, but I always knew that it doesn't end in dance, dance, right? So for me, it was very easy to, like I just recently posted about this on my social media, like, when a decision came to go, literally, the choreographer had the time for we see, and they called oh, I remember me, this post called me that. personally and go, Sonja, I'm saving you a spot to go on tour with we see and then Do you want it? If you say yes, you have to come like tomorrow. We start rehearsals in Puerto Rico. And I was already living in Miami at that time for years. Wow. And if you, if you say no, it's totally fine. I won't take it personal, but I would love to have you on the team. And then that same day, I found out, like, I, that same day I had auditioned to join a music group as a singer, right? And I had just come out of the audition mm-hmm. and learned that, like, they wanted to pick me, right? So I, I literally told him, like, this just happened to me. Let me call them and see if this is going to be a for real thing because the music group was going to live in France for three months yeah. and work on the project there. So... It turned out like they picked me for the group and uh, I had to decide, right? And it's like, do I go on tour again? Because at this point I had already been on tour, I think twice um, uh, with different artists, but I had never pursued something this serious where I had Mm -hmm. to move to a different country to sing. But it all came down to that moment of me internalizing, like, what do I want for me? It was always like, you are more than just a dancer. Give yourself the opportunity to see where you can take like every, like your experiences so far. And you're be open with that. Yeah, yeah, be open. And, and I chose to go to France and literally going there opened up a whole other set of opportunities. And who knows, like the dancing could have opened up other opportunities yeah. too, but definitely not opportunities for me to sing because nobody knew I could sing like, that at that point they're like you could sing and i wasn't even that good at singing honestly (laughs) like uh, i was a beginning but i i'm bringing this up because of what you're saying like it's so important just to be 
open with yourself yeah and like and to just honest yeah stay true to like who you are at the end of the day because you don't want to be put in situations where it's like oh like this isn't this isn't who i am this isn't what i want what, what am i doing but it's like you if you if you see that you're like oh my gosh i want that i want that and then in the end you're like uh, you know you don't want to feel that way like for me like i used to always say like i want to go on tour to this day i still do want to go on tour but something changed in me and it's it's so crazy a year ago a year ago yeah about a year ago i got asked um i got an opportunity to go to la for an award show and that was my first time ever first off la like i've always wanted to go to los angeles i was like yes yes and yes um that was my first opportunity to travel outside of florida to go and dance do something to go do an award show to go dance and perform and it's so crazy because like that's that's what i always said i was like i want to travel and dance i want to go on tour i want to dance but it was weird because i used to say i want to go on tour and dance but then after that i kid you not from july every month after that up until january i went somewhere different in in the country within the country to dance nice and it wasn't always to like go be on tour it was one was for an award show we did leslie grace yeah, a few times shows, yeah. i got to go perform in washington for like a, a fight night like a boxing huge boxing match like muhammad ali's daughter was there you know i got to go to the bahamas and dance for like big corporate event i realized like i don't you were just... on tour yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about literally <laughs> everywhere you know went to vegas like everything every month was different and i told my mom like this is crazy every month i've been somewhere different and and like i was on this high i'm like oh my god i'm going here now i'm going here it was like for a few days but still like to step foot there and then i realized i was just like i don't have to go on tour like i can go and dance anywhere i'm still doing what i love i'm still performing in front of tons of people people who enjoy it people who don't like it people who cry i don't know i'm still doing that so now my goal is just I want to travel and dance no matter what. Like no matter what I'm doing, I just want to travel and dance and share and show how much this means to me. And this is my goal now. You know, I've been inside of the country. That's my small goal. I've achieved that. Now I'm on to my next goal of like I want to go outside of the country. I'm ready to go outside of the country, go to a different country, go learn from kids. I even look up like volunteer programs to go and teach kids in like another country. My best friend's teaching kids in Ghana right now in Africa, That's like so science, dope. I would love to go and go to a different country and teach kids like, you know, American hip hop, like this mm -hmm. is how we do it in America, you know, it's not limiting yourself to don't limit yourself now, you know, just test out what's you what makes you you and don't let anyone tell you, nah, yeah, right, you can't do it. Like, yeah, I think once realistic. you start thinking about when it comes to making decisions and knowing what it is truly that you really love about something like what you're doing or what you're trying to pursue you have to consider like what it is about that specific mm -hmm. thing that is driving me towards it mm -hmm. because like when you said when you said my goal was to go on tour but then all these other opportunities happen and what you're gonna do say no yeah that is a whole different perspective on touring now it's 
Now it's a matter, I think, now it's a matter of sitting down and going, okay, do I want to go on tour because I want to be like, let's say, example, on a tour bus with a specific artist and have that experience? Do I want to go on tour because I just want to dance on huge stages with yeah. thousands of people? Like, what it is? what is it about tour you. that is attracting you to say, I want to go on tour? Because once you break it down into what are all the different things that happen when you're on tour, you realize oh shit i already did all of that and i did it with 10 different artists instead of with one yeah and that is the same experience of being on tour um so or or maybe for us a dancer it can be like i want to go on tour with i don't know madonna or yeah. beyonce or j-lo that's different because then now is it you want to dance next to an artist of that caliber is that what you want to work with in art? Not even dance. Yeah. Do you want to collaborate? Do you want to, I don't know, be in the American market? Like, you have yeah, to you think have to of it, it like, yeah, break it down and be like, what it is? what is it about this specific goal that I keep telling myself that is attracting me towards it? Exactly. And then if you break it down into little smaller goals, then it may become something it's more tangible. Yeah. 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 And it makes it easier for you to start getting yourself on the journey of getting there exactly which i think is something that from what you've mentioned like that's kind of what happened to you and how your journey has panned out yeah but you always had that focus and that drive and like you worked yeah and something to bring up too that's crazy is you have to start somewhere that's that's something else because Super important. there's so many times where people like will come <laughs> there's so many times i'm slacking i'm here like talking i'm slacking with my drink just turned into asmr <laughs> there's so, let me bring out my croissant um <laughs> there's so many times where people like you know may see what i do and they're like i'm gonna get there but like think they're gonna get there in a month or in a week you know just from doing what that i was saying they don't know the work it took you to get but there. exactly but it's so funny because me and gabby someone who mm -hmm. also goes to showstopper we always say like we both started out at the same time our first like official job like professional job was dancing behind a fence to cnco on la banda <laughs> like fist pumping with like That's probably so like amazing. 70 other people behind the fence yo my first fist premios, okay it I always like to split my experiences, right? Because like in Puerto Rico, I reached just a, I reached mm -hmm. a certain level as a dancer, mm -hmm. right? But then I can't expect to start over in a whole other city at that same level, yeah. you know? So it's crazy because my first premios ever was like at 15, 16 years old with Daddy Yankee. And I was literally one of, it's like the most bad ones right now. Where yeah. They're the main like nine or six or whatever. And then anyone, when they have more shows, it's like, you're just the They're adding on the girls. You're the yes. add-on dancers. We just did that. Right? Yep. So like I went from being the main girl, like yeah. one of the main six girls with Daddy Yankee to literally like months later in Miami, my first premios as a Miami dancer was being the extra background dancer <laughs> of Daddy Yankee behind like a shadow. Like I wasn't even You're like, is that, is that Sunshine? I was a shadow. Exactly. It's <laughs> like all the main Miami girls that were booking 
I was with them, but we were all in the shadows. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the current Daddy Yankee dancers from Puerto Rico, they were the main ones. So it's crazy. Like, that happened in a matter of months in yeah. my life. But I always knew, like, yo, I, I just got to put in the work. And eventually, exactly. I'll be the main dancer. It's so like, true. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you, it's... I love that. It's so funny to just look back and see that. Like, like what look back and through? see. Yeah. Like, I was behind a fence fist bumping like in my like jeans jacket and jeans like ah pretending to fangirl over cnco mind you i I had no idea who they were at the time and it's just it's you 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 have to start somewhere you can't Mm -hmm. knock down those jobs and being an extra you know if you've never done that stuff you know what you do you take that as practice like i would be in rehearsals after that was um a few months later i had gotten asked to do somos una voz to do that and I was with, like, the big dogs. You of... never know who's looking, man. Exactly. Like, for example, when I work with Susie, one of the things I really admire about her as a director, because, yeah. like, she... I love that she puts on this director hat, and it's beyond a choreographer. For sure. And I'll explain what I mean. Like, I, what, one, one of the things I admire about Susie is she... When she's the director or the crafter or the person in mm-hmm. charge... She's observing everyone at all times. Yeah. Whether she's giving you the attention visually in your face or not, she's observing you. For sure. And she will admire qualities from an extra that's all the way in the back, but they're paid attention to everything mm-hmm. she's They're said. going over they, details. They're going over everything. it. When, yeah. They applied any single change. where They were all the way in the back, but they, they were paying so much attention that they knew that she said, fist pump harder. Exactly. You know, like, or even on their breaks, like they're not on their phones. They're there going they're, over they're the choreography. They're showing respect they're there, yeah. for not just like the work, the craft, but also the team, the experience. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are self-aware enough that they know this is only step one. So I'm yeah. going to treat this step one with just as much respect as if I was the main person. Exactly. In the Always. Act. And it Always. goes to anyone. Like, you can even be the artist. Why do you think people talk shit about certain artists? Because their experience working with that artist wasn't yeah. necessarily the most positive one. And that goes to anything. Like, yeah. whether you're in the back lines or in the front lines, people observe that. And, like, going back to Susie, like, I like that. She, she doesn't say this out in the open. Well, mm-hmm. I think she does in, in her classes. I've heard her sometimes. But she's always observing your demeanor. Yeah, and, your and worth ethic. And that too. has a lot to do with why you end up booking a job. Yeah. Because, like, in the, in the company, there's people uh, that are part of Showstopper Company that have no dance experience. But they have the drive and they she know she picked them because they're the ones that are going to put in the work that it yeah. takes to become and it's not even dancer. like on the dance floor it's off the dance floor yeah, too as people, like the work they're you're going like to put in nice, exactly hard working people like that makes a difference and people that book look at that yeah so when people want to know like what it takes to book those things it goes beyond dancing too it's not just the dancing it's how you are like as if you were to go to work, like an everyday job. Like, are you going to show up to a, you know, in a law office? If you work in a law office, are you going to show up in jeans and like flip flops and a t-shirt? Are you going to show up like in a nice put together business suit, you know, outfit coming prepared with your work for the day? Like your, I don't know, your meetings that you have. It's those preparations of like what you need to do to, you know, better yourself in, in, the environment you're in in dance or the environment you're in just walking around the studio or outside of everyday life, you know, social media. There's so many factors that go into it and it takes so much work for you to break all that down. 
to do it. And I'm not saying don't ask someone, ask someone, but just again, like always remember, like what's my goal? Where's my path leading me to go? So all those times, if you get booked as an extra, if you get booked as a skeleton, till this day, I still, Susie will text me and ask me, hey, can you be a skeleton? Come be a skeleton for something I'm choreographing for the Lion Grammys. I'm like, of course, yes, I'll do it. Because I still want to take that practice and learn and absorb and still learn like how can I better my worth ethic now I'm on a different level how can I reach another level for myself to get up there so it's starting from those baby steps don't knock any job like if you're just starting out don't knock jobs you know think about it obviously be smart about like what you're gonna put yourself into do your research ask someone you know Susie like we were saying is a great person to talk to and to ask like you know hey like I got asked to do this, but like, you know, I I don't really know much about it, you know, like get insight, like from you, from other people who have like worked and done stuff, you know, and then take that time to say, okay, is this what I want? Is this going to get me to my next goal? Like, am I going to be able to say, okay, I did that. Awesome. Like give yourself that pat on the back to be like, I did that. Or is it something that's going to make you be like, oh, like, why did I do that? Why, why, why am I sitting here doing this? This is going to look horrible on my, my side. You know, it's thinking about all those different aspects. My mind runs with these thoughts all the time. I'm telling you, like, I'll be in a conversation with someone and I'm still thinking about, like, 20 different things that are going on of, like, oh, my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I wanted to take it back to um, we were talking about the daily kind of, like, how to the li- the, the day in the life of – you mentioned like how do you organize yourself how does it all come together how Mm -hmm. do you make sure that you are taking the action steps on a weekly basis per se of like go uh taking steps to get towards what you want to accomplish you talked about um how you take the time every week to organize your week Mm -hmm. and you were talking about like all right i'm organizing my work Mm -hmm. now i'm organizing my dance training Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering what happens when now you have rehearsals and there's like, That's I don't know, the fun a family thing. I don't know. Like you want to go out with your friends. So, like, so how do you balance it all? Like what are the decisions you have to make? So fun fact about me that only a few people know. Kid you not, 90% of the time, every time I've had a rehearsal, I've either had work, school, or something else to do. Till this day. <laughs> Thank you, universe. <laughs> I know. Every, it never fails. Every time I'm like, of course, of course. I'm, I've been... Let me, let me tell you how many times I've been sick. I've had a nail in my tire. I've broken out in hives. <laughs> These are all things you should not do. They're always about me. Or it's, it'll be like I have a family emergency. I never bring it into that. But anyway, um, getting off topic. But um, that's, that's where it gets tricky. For sure, it gets tricky because you have to prioritize. Like what is important what your deci- the decision you make you have to think about how it's going to affect you in the long run so say like i have a rehearsal a lot of the times anytime i've had a rehearsal it's conflicted with work for me and being a dance teacher it's really hard because you have to find a sub and it's just it's a lot of work um but prioritizing to say like okay i got booked for this job dancing is what I really really want to do right now yes teaching is important to me but right now I'm, I'm more doing it to make money to make money so I can continue to dance so I can continue to like fend for myself in everyday life um so it's just making that work finding a flexible job I for sure like that's something I'm still trying to figure that's out how really, that's a really hard one that's I have really a lot tough. of friends even friends that live in LA that I talk to them 
constantly well okay i have one friend let's be honest i have one friend <laughs> you don't have one my friend Sandra. Friend. you have a lot of friends no i mean like in la i'm like yeah. all my friends in la call me i'm lying that is an exaggeration i have one of my best friends he lives in la henry and um whenever we catch up i always make sure to ask him like all right what are you doing about money because i know what it is to live out there on your own and it's hard and it takes sacrifice yeah and that's a constant topic that we talk about because it's like fuck like how do i find a flexible job that yeah. is going to support the fact that i'm on this journey and that is hard it, it is. takes a lot of um quitting different jobs until you i worked at michael kors for a day <laughs> <laughs> the guys promise you recent for a day i was top seller for the day and i had to quit anyway but yeah yeah it's, sacrifices it's yeah for sure it's sacrifices it's <laughs> it's like you can't like me i don't party i'm not like a huge partier i if i go out i go out because i want to dance i want to have fun with my friends but if i know like i have rehearsal monday tuesday wednesday from 9 a.m. till 5 p.m., I'm not going to be, like, going out and saying, okay, like, I'm going to go get drunk, all this stuff, and I can just drive to rehearsal. No, like, you have to think about that. Like, how's that going to affect me for the next day? Like, I'm going to have to be in rehearsal all day. Am I going to be like this? Like, not paying attention, not focused, and risking myself, like, losing that job and making myself look bad? No, like, you have to think about those things, you know? But going back to work, like, you... It's tough. It's trial and error, I feel like, right now, of figuring out what works one of the studios i work at right now currently i grew up at that studio and like we've figured we we have bumped heads many times on me going to rehearsals and having these things and like, i get not it man like there. if it was my business for example i always put myself in that position especially mm -hmm. working with Sue that she's been my friend before i worked for her oh my god it's all hard. that throwback picture. yeah <laughs> go on my instagram check out the throwback pic yeah <laughs> um no but i understand both ends yeah right? because like i as a as a artist trying to pursue mm -hmm. something in the industry you know that you're gonna have to call out yeah and, like, come up with excuses and figure and it's it like out. last minute it's yeah. not even but also as the business owner i understand that like they have a business to run exactly and they're expecting a certain like level of commitment from you and dedication yeah. and like just being able to trust that you're going to be there as their employee exactly so at the end of the day like you, you have to know what answer, you're putting yourself in. Yeah. You have yeah. to understand both sides and you have to, like, if they fire you, then you need to be able to understand that that just wasn't the happen. right fit, yeah. you know? And same, like when it comes to you, maybe they're not firing you, but you just don't want to deal yeah. with like all this, like it's, whatever it is they're putting you through. It's like with the Michael Kors. I didn't, let me go back on that. I didn't just work at Michael Kors and be like, bye guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> I applied there and it was just bad timing because I had a show coming up and I had the concept videos and like I my schedule for like the month of September, I didn't even fully know it, but I just knew I was not going to be available. So I tried to hold out for as long as I could to just be like, let me see, like, could I make it work? Like, could I maybe like just pick up shifts with them or could I work for like two days a week? And but it at the end, it just wasn't working. So I just communicated to them and told them I was honest about like what was going on. And they were very understandable, you know, they said, OK, I understand if you can't work right now, you know, if you want to come back later on, you definitely can. So, you know, it's knowing to make sure you don't burn bridges too, like, you know, because you're not going to dance forever. Let's let's be realistic. OK, 
I mean, hopefully, like, hopefully I'm 60 years old and I'm still busting a move. <laughs> but, I mean, you never know what could happen. But, you know, say, God forbid, something happens. You just don't want to be able to, like, I'm sorry, you don't want to um, go back on something else or say, like, okay, what if I want to go back to Michael Kors, you know? And then they're like, sorry. Yeah, you like, were a pain in the butt. Exactly. Bye. You know, you want to be be smart about the decisions you make and like what you put yourself into and just thinking like, how am I going to make this work? You know? And sometimes not everyone's going to be happy with your decision. Mm -hmm. Um, but you just have to know within yourself, like, this is what you want to do. It's going to be okay. Like they're not going to hate you. You know, it's going to be tough, but at the end of the day, you're still doing like what you want to do. And you can always, you know, work on things and say, okay, next time, let me, let me figure out a better strategy. Let me work on that. Yeah. So I I think think this opens up a really interesting topic and I, I think it's really funny that we started talking about this because of something that happened to me today, actually. So as a dancer, mm-hmm. a huge, and this is what we've been on topic right now, a huge part of getting booked is being available to work. So it's something that I hear a lot of choreographers talk about is you need to be relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Relevant as in you have to be there yeah. and then relevant as in your talent and skill set also needs to be relevant, right? Exactly. So to me, what that means is like you have to constantly be training and improving, but you also need to constantly be there in front of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And also you have to constantly be available for when they call you, right? Because a job can come up like literally three hours before rehearsal. It's like, can you be there all day in rehearsal? Yeah. 12 to 7. And if you say no to a lot of opportunities, chances are people are going to stop contacting you. It's like they say, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. It's exactly that. Um, I think that is very real right now in the world of dance. Um, It's something that obviously we all wish was better, but there's a lot of factors that play in it beyond the choreographer, you know, and we can't control those facts. All we can control is the decisions we make. So it takes sacrifice, right? It takes sacrifice from... like I've had to quit jobs because I wanted to pursue dancing. Yeah. So did you. I'm sure a lot of other people have too. It's yeah. So today, basically, today, right? So like if oh, you're I totally listening, for- I totally forgot you said that because like I know you said, Oh, this happened today and then you went to another yeah, topic. I'm like, Oh that, my gosh. Yeah. That has the to do queen with that. Of, <laughs> uh, today I uh, when I was doing Bianca's episode, she goes, Which question do you want me to answer? I'm like, just pick one, because I'm the queen of five in one questions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so this will happen to me today right so today oh is the day that i'm recording my first two episodes off my of my podcast yeah i've already scheduled like four more not for today but for the next week like That's this awesome. weekend i have some monday i have some next weekend like i already have That's it's a shoot killer. schedule right yes. so i've i've committed as a person to do this and literally, I wake up, and the first thing that happens to me is Janet Briseño calls me, and I'm saying her name because she's my friend. Like Janet, probably, I love Janet. Yeah, Janet. We all know, if you're a booking dancer, you know Janet Briseño. She's a comedy. She's a great person. She's very talented. She's one of the choreographers of Univision. Awesome. Um, so she does, like right now, she's working on Reina de la Canción with Robert, right? So it's a, it's a TV competition, and... So a lot of people don't know this, but the way that TV competitions work is a lot of the stuff is 
well, in the Latin industry, I don't know how it is in the American <laughs> industry, but in the Latin industry, the choreographers wake up with to an email of, these are the songs you need to choreograph today, and it's 10 songs. And they're contacting the dancers, and then the producers go, this one needs four guys, this one needs three girls, this one has 100 people. <laughs> like, you don't know, right? So they don't know, therefore, we as dancers... I have no idea. Yeah, we know less. So literally, I wake You think up, your day's like open? 8 a.m. <laughs> I literally had texted her my address so she could mail me a check. And I guess that reminded her that I exist. And she calls me. She goes, are you available today from 12 to 7 to uh, do the finale of Reina de la Cancion? We need dancers. Um, but you also need to be available on Friday and on Sunday. And it's like a bunch of hours. But you get paid a thousand dollars. So in three days, I can make a thousand dollars. And I literally had to go. She goes, "Hey, Sonja, what do you have today on your schedule and this week?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm pretty much available." Because I didn't know she was gonna ask me that. Right? That happened to me one time. Like, <laughs> like I am available if I could be flexible and move shit around. But I literally had to like tell her, like, "Let me call you back," because I just talked to Susie. Blah blah blah. So she knows my schedule, right? She knows that I need to move shit around. Yeah. So I go, "Give me five minutes." And I literally stared at my phone for five minutes like this. You're like in a shock. A state I was of considering. Shock. I was okay. In my head, what happened was, can I reschedule <laughs> three episodes of my podcast that I just started today? Do I? I need to call Susie and tell her that I'm not going to be available to go today at all. I need to reschedule photo shoots with two people at Showstopper because I was supposed to shoot them. Then on the weekend, I also have other things going on. So it was like, okay, it's going to take all this work, me shifting around schedules with five different people. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it for $1,000? Yes, when it comes to the dollar amount, it's worth it. But all the things that are going to come out of the investment I'm making this yeah. weekend, it wasn't worth it to me because I know what my goal is. But it's like, those are the things that we have to deal with. And I know It's in like that short amount of time. It, literally the same day. It wasn't three hours. It was at nine, 8 or 9 a.m. And she was like, can you be there at 12? Like, if you see my face right now. <laughs> like, You're like, yes, I could be there at 12. Yes, I can. Technically, I can. I can yeah. make the sacrifice and go, Camille, uh, Bianca, let's reschedule. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I have to reschedule with all these people. Kidding. Then it's like, they already plan. Like, I have to also be respectful to what you guys are going mm -hmm. through. And not only you, but like my job with Susie, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just a lot of work outside of the 10 numbers I have to learn in two days like or whatever yeah. and yeah i need the money right now it could be a good like you know for my bank account or whatever but it's gonna this is what i literally it came down to like this is gonna redirect me away from what i've been working towards doing this whole time yeah and like that is the part that's not worth it to me you yeah. know and that was crazy like it what you said about like the sacrifices and all that it reminded me of like that was my morning today yeah, it takes a lot, like, <laughs> it really takes a lot for, like, you to just be like, okay, well, what, what, what do I have to do? Like, sometimes, my, my first job, Somos Una Voz, I got that text, I'll never forget, came home from heels class on Monday night, and everything, I'm sitting in my room, like, relaxing, going over, like, watching the video I just took, and I get a text message saying, hey, I want to know if you're available to do this award show, da 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 rehearsal start tomorrow, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and like I was like, day. I was like, I have, so I have class i did the same thing you did <laughs> i'm just staring at the message on my phone and i'm like i have class tomorrow and then i have work then I have, i'm like oh my gosh but then if i like this is my first job like tv like 
sold out stadium, all to, that stuff. You and you're like, oh, like, what's wow. the sacrifice? What am I going to get out yeah. of it? And like, honestly, sometimes I'm still working on it too. It's okay to say no. I'm still working on it because I'm one who's like, yes, yes, yes. But I just have that drive in me to just like take in and absorb. I'm a sponge. I want to take in and absorb everything. But I'm learning that it's okay to say no. Like if it's not going to work out for you, it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's not the end of the world. It's not the last job you're ever going to get. It's so hard. It's easier said than done to think about that. But it's so okay to say no and say, I need to take a step back and focus on where where am I going? Where am I going? Can I do this? No? Okay. Just say no. Be respectful about it. Make sure, you know, it's something that you're okay with. You're going to be okay with in a few days. Not something where you're thinking about like, Damn, oh my God, like why didn't it? <laughs> you know, like kicking yourself in the butt for not doing it. It's so okay. You know, like I, I just got offered something, you know, a few weeks ago to do with Susie. And unfortunately, like it just wasn't in like my budget or in like the way of working for me to make it happen. Like I sat there for like I had like a week to decide not even I had like two days to decide but I, had a week. I, had two days. <laughs> I just sat there and I'm like okay like I'm gonna, I'm gonna can I make this work can I do this like what can I do and it just wasn't gonna work out in the end you know but like at the end of the day like I know that other things for sure I'd be there to do for her like if it's here if it's there you know but I respectfully told her I said you know it's just right now it's not in my cards to be able to do it Mm -hmm. you know and it's okay to do those things i think a lot of times we don't think it's okay yeah to do that it's not the end of the world yeah it's 100 it's it's tough yeah it's it's a tough industry it's a tough life life is tough but i don't know you can do it and i'm not saying like it's not impossible exactly in the beginning like i forgot i'm not an expert i don't think i'm the greatest dancer out there i've been pushed around a lot you know in thinking I've been misunderstood a lot um being who I am you know I've had people who I've looked up to who have like pushed me around and and said stuff to me thinking I'm privileged and thinking like I think that I'm this and I'm that and that was a part of my journey in that but now today I I sit here and I never thought I would do something like this to sit here and, and talk about like you know what I've been through and all of this like crazier things can happen you know but um to just sit there like I don't think I'm the greatest person out there but I want to be that like maybe that light or someone for someone to say like maybe someone's going through that deep depression that I was in maybe someone's stuck sitting there stuck like I don't know what to do like I want to do this but I don't know where to start you know I can be the voice for someone to help them out you know to just maybe even give them a laugh or give them a story just to hear and inspire them another time I just watched a video in class the other day about Jackie Robinson like it was the most powerful video I was watching I started crying in class I'm like sitting there I'm like what's happening (laughs) but um I just want to be a voice I've always wanted to be a voice I want to make people feel something now I'm working on it with talking I'm not the best in like expressing how I feel you've done great coming thank you thank you I was gonna say I feel like I'm getting better if this were two years ago I would have been like that's it just sitting there like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) but just always remember like you are who you are you love what you love what else matters yeah like, i like where the conversation is going right now um because i was gonna ask you what's next for camille oh my like, goodness <laughs> what journey are you on today and where where do you see yourself going what do you want like what do you want to accomplish what's next that's crazy because like that's been the biggest question for the past three months because i'm graduating i'm like as soon as i walk across that stage so, that's it. What now? yeah i'm like <laughs> i just actually took my my exiting exam 
or exiting exam, exiting survey for FIU. And it's like, what job do you have? How much do you make a year? What's next for you? And I'm like, what job do you have? So yeah, like getting your cap and gown, they're asking you, like, how much do you make? Like, would you say you make daily, like yearly, this, this, and this? And I'm like, I thought this was about, like, how was my time at FIU? Like, <laughs> did I enjoy That's the food services? Like, I never went to college, so I don't know how any of that works. It's crazy. I, <laughs> I like, was ready to give. I'll tell you. I'm holding my cap and gown, and I'm like, should I give it back? Should I just feel like it's okay? I'll stay. I'll stay. But what's next for Camille? Wow. So it's funny you say that because like I keep saying it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. It's not that funny that we say that. But <laughs> um, working with you now on I keep saying it 2020. Camille vision. is part of uh, my beta, beta project. It's a personal side project. We need to come up so with So I like can a... figure out what are the things that dancers and creatives are looking for. Um, when it comes to like building their brand on social media, because um, that's my background. We talked about that in the last episode mm-hmm. a little bit about my background with marketing, branding, events, strategizing and all that. Um, so I'm working with three people, Camille, Bianca and Mikey for free completely. And we're kind of figuring out how to really make impact and take their brands to the next level through social media. And I'm so excited. I've already started doing my homework that she gave me. From our yes. first meeting, so it's been fun. <laughs> I'm like, Sonja, look at my aesthetics. Look at them. Look at them. <laughs> so, um, so good. Yeah. Uh, but what's next for me? So I have a few different things. Um, dance-wise, I personally, for me now, my goals dance-wise is to, like I said before, I, I want to travel outside of the country and dance. Um, again, whether that be with an artist, with a company, with I don't know, someone who's just like, hey, I want you to go to this country and I want you to teach kids, go perform weekly. I want to get out there and keep dancing and performing in front of people. That's what I want to do. I want to get out there. Yes, ultimately, I would like to um, go on tour with an artist. One of my like bucket list goals is to, I keep saying I would love to audition for Beyonce, at least to audition just to say sure she saw me. Yeah. yeah. Just to say that she saw me dance. She could have said, no, get her off the stage. Don't want her. That's fine. I'll be like, like it was an honor. Thank you. <laughs> you know, just to say like, that's a bucket list goal for me just to perform in front of her. And my mom actually contacted me the other day and told me, oh my God, Camille, there's auditions for Beyonce's music video. And she's like, oh wait, it's in the UK. And I'm like, yeah, let me fly there real quick. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> we live in the USA. Like, cool. Um, but yes, I want to continue to travel and dance for sure, for sure. Travel and dance. Um, but something new for me that has, you know, opened up my eyes in the past few months is working more on like fashion, getting myself out there in that fashion and styling. Um, it's opening my eyes a lot. Like social media now for me, I've turned it into a positive thing for me and inspiring me in and in modeling too but modeling more for fashion modeling more for fashion for brands clothing brands for boutiques you know but doing it in a more realistic way i just want everything to be more authentic for me and doing it in an authentic way um so i'm on that journey of stepping into that kind of field and working with that and working with you in helping me in doing that and branding myself and getting myself out there and hopefully finding work, you know, in the future. Cause my end goal is to be a creative director. Ooh, That's my end goal. Get fancy Camille. <laughs> to be <laughs> when I can't dance anymore when I'm like 60, no I'm kidding. But my end goal is going to be a creative director. Cause I don't want to limit myself. I used to only limit myself. Cause I used to think that 
that's what I had to do. I could only limit myself. I was always told by someone, no, 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 you can't do that. So I always thought that until one day I was like, why am I limiting myself? Why do I think like I only have to be down this one path? I can be down this one path, but still have little detours of like things that I can add on on the way mm-hmm. to my end goal. So I want to become a creative director and absorb the dancing, the fashion, the producing, and all of that, the choreographing, just being an artist now. Well, so I, I think that's that. amazing. I think I'm really excited. No, I think I know I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm like, you think? You don't believe <laughs> like, in me? <laughs> I think that's amazing. I know I'm really excited to be working with you, I'm and so I'm so excited. happy that you came over so we could have some cafecito together. Still slacking. And talk. <laughs> it's cold, right? Well, I don't care. I drank mine cold. Whatever. It's an iced cafecito. It's an iced cafecito. Put one. I'm going to start putting ice cubes. Like, after the 30-minute mark, I'll put an ice cube in it. It's like, it's Pause. an iced cafecito. You're like... Okay, we're back again. It's a whole new thing that we're creating. We're back again. Um, but drop drop your social media so people can follow you and see, like, you know, following you on your journey. At K-A-M-I-I Walk. At Cami Walk on Instagram. Follow me with two eyes. I really don't know why I put two eyes, but it seems cooler. So at Cami Walk, follow me. And another thing, say hi to me. If you see me, if you know me, say hi to me. Because I know I've been told I'm intimidating. You and are. that's something <laughs> I'm like yes you are that's something okay. I've been We're, if it wasn't because of how I put myself out there on social mm-hmm. media a lot of people would say the same thing about yeah. me because that used to happen to me a lot yeah so I've always wanted to just say that and be like say hi to me you know have, we don't have to have a full on like cafecito conversation Camille's really nice but, she doesn't bite <laughs> I love to talk to people and like again just talk about anything you have any questions for me I'm more than welcome to like answer if I can if not, I'll be like, ask Sonja. <laughs> <laughs> or it just talk to me about anything. I'm out there. Yay. So. Well, thank you for being here, Camille. Thank Guys. you for having me. <laughs> now we're going to hit you with the jingle. Here we go. Cafecito. All I want for Christmas is cafecito. And croqueta. Shout out to you, <laughs> Tiff. That was for tiffany suarez for you. all right guys thank you for listening make sure you subscribe follow on you uh wait subscribe <laughs> on i'm like wait i need, I need to practice follow this. all right guys <laughs> make sure you subscribe on youtube so you can see visually what's happening live when we're drinking cafecito and having these talks also make sure you subscribe and follow on Spotify, so you can listen to Dance Biz and Cafecito. And Instagram. Check out the Instagram. You need to come up with a jingle to like... All I want for Christmas is Cafecito and Croquetas. And then you just run across and then... But... Uh, yes. All right, peace out. Bye.